I'm curious, how many of you had a concrete New Year's resolution this year? Like you really said, this year in 2013, I want to make this change in my life. How many of you had something, at least one thing that was concrete like that? Let me see. Raise my pie. Let's just see. Raise my pie. I'm curious. Kind of get a sense. Okay. About seven of you. (laughs) That's good. The rest of you, you know, you can't miss expectations you don't have of yourself, right? So set the bar low and, you know, it's all good. Now, congratulations to those of you who have some very concrete plans. And now now I guess if I ask the rest of those of you who had resolutions, how many of you are still sticking with them? (laughs) Or, you know, with 13 days uh, into the new year here. So, yeah. All right. Good. Several hands there. You know, resolutions are, are, are difficult, and, and I, I also find myself that by the time you get to the middle of uh, January, it's already weird to start talking about resolutions, a new year, right? It's, already, it's starting to feel old already a little bit. I heard somebody, you're not allowed to wish somebody a happy new year after like the first or second week. Like after like today, if you say happy new year to someone, it just feels like dated, right? Like they're behind. So it's funny how we can so quickly get back into the old habits, into the old patterns. And, and one of the things we want to address with this series is that a little change will do you good. And so we thought we'd name the series, A Little Change Will Do You Good. Because a little change will do you good. Wow, I said that three times in a row. Um, because we, we, sometimes we, we want to take this big chunk. We want to make these huge changes in our lives. And, and when we can, that's great. Significant change happens. But for many of us, when we try to do something major like that, Oftentimes we realize we, we just can't do it. We fall short, we fail, we, 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 we miss a little bit, and we think, ah, forget it. And we give up, and life goes back to the way it was. So the idea here with this series is, what are manageable or tangible little steps, small bites you can take to eat the whole elephant, right? Last week we gave an example. I talked about if you're flying around the globe, along the equator, in an airplane, and you want to land back at the same spot you started from, you have to just go at zero degrees, right? Like the one heading all the way around. If you're off one, if you're off two degrees, you'll miss your mark by a thousand miles. I mean, you're going to end up just in a completely different part of the globe. You'll end up somewhere, you know, if you take off in the desert, you'll end up who knows where. And, and, and what it shows is a little bit of being off just a little bit can veer our courses way off. But the good news is by t- making a little change and a little course correction, we can begin to head back down the paths and the plans that God has for us. And so what we want to look at over these next several weeks, uh, we want to look at today, what is the path and the plan that God has for us spiritually? We want to grow spiritually. What does that mean? Where do we want to go? Next week, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be looking at relationships. We're going to be looking at finances. And we're going to be looking at health. We're hitting the big topics and going, what are some manageable things that we can do that God's Word gives us some direction on, on how to make those changes and become uh, who God has created us to be? So we're uh, ready to kind of get into some more practical stuff in these next couple of weeks. Sound good? Are you with me this morning? I'm not sure. Are you with me? All right. All right. I like that. So how many of you, uh, you know, if you're, if you've been in the church at all, and I think if you're even here, you would agree, I want to grow spiritually. How many would you say that that's something you would want to do? I want to grow spiritually. Okay. What in the world does that mean? Right? I mean, I've said that and I talk about it. I want to grow spiritually. And if we're in the church for any length of time, that's a common thing you hear. Like, are you growing spiritually, brother, sister? Are you growing? What does that mean? Uh, go and talk to somebody next to you and just give them your best idea of what do you think it means to grow spiritually. Go ahead. Yes, you're allowed to talk in church. Go ahead. What do you think? What does it mean, it, what does it mean to grow spiritually? If you don't feel like talking to somebody next to you, I, I'll give you a pass. I, I know. That's always... 
I don't want to do that. That's dumb. I don't like talking to people. That's okay. All right. All right, good. So let me just hear one or two, one or two, three things. What does it mean to grow spiritually? What do you think? Okay, become more Christ-like. Give God control. Demonstrate the fruits of the Spirit. Wise wisdom. Making connections. Spend time with God. Selflessness. Prayer life, what did I hear over here? More positive outlook towards your life. Discipleship. Stop trying to please God. This is good, keep going. We've got a message happening right here. It's, it's kind of like a crowd-created message. Now, who's right? <laughs> so what do you do? I mean, how do you grow spiritually? I want to grow spiritually, but how do you know that you're growing? I mean, how do you know that you're more Christ-like? You know, how, how do you measure this? How do you know if you're on this journey and, and, and if you're hitting, you know, some of those goals? How do you know you're reaching the goal? We talked last week out of a passage in, uh, in, in 2 Corinthians about becoming more and more like Christ. And, and that just seems pretty daunting, like, small goal for your life. Become more like Jesus. You know, I mean, that's it. That's all you gotta do. And, and that's spiritual growth. So just kind of get discipled. What does that mean? You know, grow more, read more. We have lots of different ideas of what that is, and, and it's hard to know if we're making progress. Now, over, over Christmas, uh, I shared with you guys before, you know, we went with our family to, to Oklahoma, and, and we drove, it's about a thousand miles, uh, on that, on that trip, and, you know, we weren't sure how it would go with our little girls and all this kind of stuff. It's a long, long drive, you know, 15, 16 hours in the car, and, um, and we started, we started heading out, and about an hour and a half into it, I looked at our odometer. Some of those guys has to reset the odometer and to know what progress I'm making. Anyone else with me? You know, like, like, like statistician kind of people, you like to know where you're heading. And at about 100 miles, I went over to Shannon. I said, man, hour and a half into it, we're 10% done on this trip. And she was like, really? That's pretty cool, 10%. And I couldn't wait till we hit 250 miles. And I was like, we're 25% done with this trip. We're, we're doing this. And, and we felt the sense of progress. And then along the way, as you're going... What, you know, we're driving along and then we're heading on the 40 and we're, we're heading, you know, east towards uh, New Mexico. And then there's that sign that says, welcome to New Mexico. What does that do when you're traveling somewhere and you hear, you hit those state signs? It's like progress, you know, we're moving forward. Yeah, we're, we're getting closer to our goal. And then, and then it's welcome to Texas. And we only have to drive to that little top part of Texas. And we told the kids, you know, celebrate here. Look, there's the sign. Do you see it? And, and it just seems to make the trip go better. And we're no, we, we're, we're marking progress. And then finally, Welcome to Oklahoma. It's like, we are so close now. And so it, it's easy when you think about travel to know you're making progress, to know you're reaching those goals. And, and I think some of us, you know, most of us educationally in different ways, we've had different goals along the way. Maybe, maybe it was, you know, get through first grade. <laughs> and then you know what happens after that? You get to second grade. And, and it's kind of marked out for us. And you go, you know, you, you try to get your, you, you graduate, get your diploma. And if you want to go on to school, then, then college marks out your next steps and grad school marks out your next steps. And it feels like in life there are many different ways where the next step is, is marked out for you. And it's like, if you want to, if you're, you know, you're here and you, you, you know, you want to be, uh, you know, you want to be a lawyer, then these are the steps you've got to take. Or in, in sports, you learn the foundations, the fundamentals, and you work your way up and you go to college. And then if you play well there, the NFL, right? There's all these different stages that are marked out. But when it comes to our spiritual life and our spiritual walk, we just kind of want to grow spiritually. We want to become more Christ-like and we go, what does that mean? I mean, how do I take those next steps? How do I know I'm even growing? And, and then the reality is for many of us, we're not just constantly on a growth path. I mean, when it comes to spiritually, if you're anything like me, <laughs> there have been times in my life where I felt like, man, I'm on top of the world. 
I'm, uh, you know, I feel close to God. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm right in, in where he wants me to be. And, and I'm, I'm conquering some of those challenges and struggles and temptations in my life. And, and then there's those other times where it's like, man, I've just, I've just screwed up royally. I'm just not feeling God's presence. I, I don't feel like reading the Bible. I'm struggling going to church. I, I don't want to join one of those growth groups, Chris. That's ridiculous, man. I don't, I don't want to hang out with other people talking about my faith. I mean, we, we're in all different places, and, and sometimes our curve of, of life and faith takes us to these different destinations. And the question is, how do we get back on track? How do I know in what direction to move? And I want to look at a couple scriptures this morning, especially out of the book of uh, Philippians. Man, Philippians is a great book. Turn with me, if you will, to page uh, 912. We want to look at Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. If you've got these uh, Bibles here, it's page 912, Philippians 1, verse 6. I love this, this book. It's just a couple short chapters, four little short chapters. You can probably read it in a few minutes. Not right now. Wait till you get home. Um, and, and there's some great stuff in here. But here Paul is really writing this encouraging letter to a church in Philippi. And, and one of the things he says here right off the bat in verse 6, this great verse that I think relates to this idea of we're on a journey, on a, on a path. And he says, I am sure that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on that day when Christ Jesus comes back again. And it feels to me like he's just setting out this, this, this goal for, um, for the people. And you see the verse up there too, if it's hard to read in the, in the lighting. But what he's saying to folks is, look, God's begun something in you. And every single person here today, if you're here this morning, I want you to know God has begun a good work in you. Something's going out there? Felt like everybody just went, woo! <laughs> God's begun a good work in you. And I think that's really important to know because sometimes we wonder, is God doing anything in my life? And, and some of us feel like we have to find God. God has begun something in you. I think just the fact that you're sitting here, that you said, I wanted to go to church this morning to, to get in a place where I know God is worshipped, where His truth is taught, God is doing something in you. And, it, and the Scripture reminds us, look, he began, he began something in you. And He wants to carry it to completion. So it's like we have the, the beginning and we have the end. And it's saying God's going to carry that work through. But again, the question becomes, what is that, what is that process? Well, if you flip a, a couple pages over in the next chapter or so, Paul talks about what some of these things mean. And then when you get to uh, verse, verse 12, Paul himself is saying, look, I've just taught you about these different things and what it means to follow Christ and what it means to be a, uh, a believer and what it means to be in this relationship and surrendering your life to Christ. Then Paul, this amazing uh, man who, who really began the whole movement of the church through these mission trips that he took and, and uh, planting churches and writing these letters, he writes, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection. But I keep working toward that day when I will finally be all that Christ Jesus saved me for and wants me to be. Isn't that encouraging to know that Paul has not attained it all? I mean, right now, each of us can say, look, we have not reached perfection. Not a single one of us here has this all figured out. Not a single one of us has just hit the goal, the end, we're done. Hey, I've attained it now. I'm just here to help you along. We are all in this process, including Paul. He's not attained that. But then he says, but I keep working. I'm putting some effort in towards it. And then he goes on to say in verse 13, no, dear brothers and sisters, I'm still not all I should be. Can I get some amens? <laughs> I'm not all I should be. I mean, that's encouraging to me that we read the Bible and don't go, man, I'm guilty. I've, I've failed God. I've, I've, I've let him down. I haven't accomplished these things yet. I'm just not good enough. No, we're not all we should be, and that's okay. We are works in progress. I'm not all I should be. 
But here's the thing. I am focusing all my energies on this one thing. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I strain, verse 14, I strain to reach the end of the race and receive the prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us up to heaven. I just think here you get the sense that Paul is telling us and he's just sharing from his own life. Look, we're not all we should be. But strain, lean in, put some effort into the next thing to to lean towards what is ahead of you, what's in front of you. Your best days are still ahead. And so then the question becomes, how do we know what the next step is? And as as your pastor and as a pastor, sometimes I've been asked this question many times. I want to grow spiritually. Or people will say, I, I just feel stuck spiritually. Or I feel dead spiritually. And, and, and how do I grow? And I think for many of us, the answer to that question, or, or sometimes for many of us, we conceive of this uh, growth as being, I just have to, have to read more of the Bible. If I could just pray a little more, if I have a little more faith, that, that would mean I'm growing spiritually. I think that's part of the, the answer. But it's much broader than that. And, after a lot of time from hearing these questions and, 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 and trying to help people to take the next step, we began to develop this, uh, this thing called the path. And if you guys go ahead and take this out right now, you have this, um, this little guide called the path. Did you all get one when you came in? If you didn't, maybe raise your hand and, and Mary can uh, uh, bring one by for you. And I know it's a little hard to see and you don't need to look at all the details right now. I'm going to have some, some, some screenshots up here uh, for you to look at. Um, and... And what this is, is a desire to say, look, when you're, when you're traveling, you know the steps you need to take, the places you need to exit, the places you need to turn, how to get there, how you know you're making progress. But this is a guide to start putting you in the right direction spiritually. Now, I'm the, the last one, I'll be the first one to say, this is not the complete guide to being, you know, a, a believer. This is not the sum of everything contained in scripture. It's a tool. It's gonna have some faults, it's gonna have some things, you, you know, that may not work for you in different ways, but it's a guide and it's something that can really help you. And I want to walk you through a little bit of what it would take and what it looks like to be on this spiritual growth journey. And, and if you've seen this before, you've been a part of our church for the last couple of years, uh, we've really revised it a lot. And what I'm excited about is we've really changed the focus of it. And there are now over a hundred scriptures that really help you if you want to dive in to see what the Bible has to say about some of these different growth markers something you can really use to, to take uh, some steps in that direction. So let's, uh, let's flip it open real quick and, uh, and take a look at this and uh, put it up here on the screen. We've got a, a shot of that. And, and what I, the reaction I get from people when I show this to them is like, oh, whoa, what in the world? <laughs> this is too complicated. I'm out of here. You know, I just want to follow Jesus. Um, you know, Jesus did say, John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. He's the way. This is the path, okay? He's still the main way that we want to follow. But here's some places I believe that following Jesus will lead us to. And, and before you get too overwhelmed at all this, I'm going to break it down simpler here. Take a look at this next shot on the, on the screen where I just kind of get rid of some of, uh, some of this and just want to walk you through that. So can you fire up that up? Okay, this will help break it down a little bit. What we're looking at here are four different paths. And, and when we think about spiritual growth, it's not just this idea of having to become more spiritual and more focused not just on Scripture and prayer and those kinds of things, like I said. It's holistic. Spiritual growth is really a holistic approach. And, and so these four paths talk about what's holistic. And the first path is this path of belonging. And the, the path that's here, it says the path of journeying together. It's what Chris talked about when he talked about these growth groups. 
It's about saying Christ never created us to be His followers in isolation. Never, ever. He created the church as His body. The church as His people. And so if we want to be followers of Christ growing spiritually, we have to be on this path to understand how do we become a community of believers? How do we become a body of people that, that can encourage one another, that can challenge one another, that can hold each other up? And, and what is, how do we get there? How can I know that I'm a part of the church? Not just attending. If you're here Sunday morning all the time and come to one, you attend worship. You're not necessarily part of the church. Because the church is not a celebration on Sunday. It's not a gathering. It's not a building. The church is the body of Christ, the people of God relating together. And how do we in, engage with one another at this life level? So this, the path of belonging t- shows us some steps along the way and how one community church through our ministries helps you take incremental steps towards that. And so the first yellow area is across the whole page are starting point things, things that you can do if you're just kind of beginning that journey. If you're just at the front end, here's some initial things that you can get involved in or be a part of. Begin there. It breaks it down. So if you're just really brand new to church, to faith, Forget right now all the other stuff and kind of say, I want to focus in on, on, on just this yellow part. And then you go to another level. It's the growing point. Okay, you started. Now, how do I grow? And how do I begin to get engaged in different ways? Then the deepening level is a way of growing roots, of, of, of really solidifying that. And then at the very bottom is flourish. And this is what I love about this, this, this map, this path. The goal isn't to attend some church function or a small group in this case, or even Sunday morning worship, although that's a part of it. The goal is for Christ to transform us. And so, for example, in this belong path, in this belong journey, you may just begin by, I'm showing up at church. Well, what's, my, you know, what's a way to, that I grow, go deeper? Well, like I said, I want to meet you after church, and, and some people want to meet you, and, and we want to build that connection. We want to maybe give you an orientation, help you know about the church, and, and there's some ways to get involved, there's some groups you can connect to, and And all of a sudden, that relationship, community is building. Friendships are growing. But the ultimate destination is is what it says here in Acts chapter 2. In many ways, our goal is that all believers, it says here, met together constantly and shared everything they had. They worshiped together, met in homes, shared their meals, praising God. And daily the Lord added to their number those being saved. It's a vision of what the community of the church, what that can feel like to be a part of a community like that. And that's what we want to strive towards. But then there's these other paths. And there's the, the believe path, become, and multiply. If you want to be in front of that. For those of you who don't like the M. Because it's belong, believe, become, multiply. Okay. Sad, sad people. I don't, you guys don't get my humor. It's, it's just very disappointing to me. Multiply. I'll stick with that. Believe path. The belief path of spiritual vitality. And I think this is where a lot of us, we get this part of faith because we go, yeah, it's about becoming spiritually alive. And, and how do I begin this journey? Again, for some of you, you're not even sure about Christ. You're not sure what it means. You don't even know if you're a Christian or not or, or, or what that even means to be a follower of Christ. That's great. That's why you're here. You can begin that journey, those starting point pieces to come to the point of surrender to Christ. And what does it mean to surrender my life to Christ? And then to move to steps of baptism and things that, that say, I'm beginning my journey. Then you, you grow in that. And then you deepen that. And watch God transform you in different ways, developing different spiritual habits. And again, no time to go through the details of this. But eventually, we hit to a point, like what one of you said earlier, is, is the flourish level, is the fruits of the Spirit. Where it says it's not just about that I do these certain actions, that I'm just constantly doing things in order to kind of 
um, say this is why I'm a believer, but that the fruit of God's Spirit in us, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, that, that that's how we begin to live our lives. That we embody those things, and that's a destination. That's where we're aiming towards, is for God to transform us. And here are some tools along the way that can guide you on that process. And so these little orange boxes are those little trail markers, those growth markers, where you kind of know, okay, you've, you've gone one mile down this path. Or here's, you, you've seen this scenic outlook now. You, you've reached that point that you've been striving towards. And you go, that, and when you hit these different points, it, it shows that God is doing something in your life. It's not, it's not just saying, hey, you know, I'm, I read my Bible every day, so now I'm transformed. No, it's, I'm allowing God to transform me through, through the reading of his word, and it's important to me. When you say that, and that's true for your life, do you think you're going to be growing spiritually? Yeah, I mean, these are, these are ways in which, in, in which we can grow. And, man, I would love to see our church take a, a, everyone take a step forward in every one of these areas. But when we talk about this path to spiritual vitality, what do you think would happen in our worship here if we all grew spiritually and felt a deepening sense of spiritual vitality in our lives? It would change the, the feel of our gatherings and our interactions. And so we want to keep growing in these different ways and, and, and doing that. Now, the become path. See, the first two, the believe path, and the belong path, and the believe path. That's kind of like if we stop there, we have this holy huddle, this little, you know, Jesus uh, kumbaya campfire going on every Sunday, right? It's just about, hey, you know, I mean, we're, we're connected. It feels good. I'm in the church. We're a community. And, uh, we're, you know, we're worshiping God and we're growing in faith. And what can begin to happen is we can kind of start saying, hey, let's lock the doors. Let's keep people out because it's corrupt. The world is corrupt and things are bad out there and we don't want to be influenced by that. And, and so let's just, let's just huddle together. The church dies when that happens. People die when that happens. And so we have to have this become path, this pathway of compassion unleashed. And actually these last two paths are both very outward focused from ourselves. Where we say, it's not just about connecting with others and connecting with God, but now that God works through us to bring compassion to this world. To reach out to people who are hurting, who are lost. To make a difference in our community. To use the gifts that God's given us to serve in the church and, and to, to volunteer in different ways here and in the community where we, we, where we can step back and say, look, my life isn't just for myself, but God is using me to impact other people in the world and in our community and in my family all around. And so there are ways that we can follow that path to, to the place where our lives become surrendered to Christ, where we live in such a way that we say every day and wherever we are, God, use me today to make an impact, to make a difference. I'm, a, I'm here, God. I'm your servant. Whether I'm in my family, whether I'm at school, whether I'm at work, whether I'm in the community, God, what do you have for me today? See, it's not about a church program. It's about God transforming us. But the church, I believe, is here to help us take steps towards that growth and to encourage each other and to do that. Then we've got this path, multiply. And I really like this last one because it, what, what this does is it perpetuates the whole thing. The reason that we are here today is because somebody believed in multiplying. Somebody believed in saying, you know, it's not just enough to have our own church, but we need to help start another church. We need to help start another ministry. And there are people who sacrifice resources who you will never meet until you are in heaven that have given thousands of dollars, that, have, that will never even set foot in this place so that we could have a church here. Think about that for a moment. There are people and, and churches and organizations that said, go, we want to help you start this church, that are still supporting us in some ways because they believe that this is what 
This is what the kingdom of God is all about. And so it's about continuing to multiply. And that multiplication doesn't just start with churches. It begins with individuals. And so these starting point pieces here just begin in your home. Are you making disciples in your home? Are you making another generation of followers of Christ in your home by the way you live among your friends and neighbors? So you don't need a church program for that. That's your responsibility. That's, that's my responsibility. But we can begin there. And then we work to, onward. And you see that, you know, in yours here, the path of influence. And, and there's ways that we start realizing, look, I'm in a position to begin to help others along their journey. And you don't have to be far along your journey to be able to start doing that. You just have to be a step further than the next guy, right? I mean, a step. And you can say, hey, I, I don't know what, I, I don't know the rest of the way, but I know how to get from here to here. Bring somebody along with you. And there's different ways for us here in the church when I think about, you know, the teachers that are pouring into my daughters in the, in the one kids classes right now, teaching them about faith and God, not replacing what I do, but supporting that and encouraging that. And they're making disciples, teaching the love of Christ. When I think about Troy and the other youth counselors and what you guys do and in investing in our students in the next generation, those of you who are leading roots groups or discipleship groups and pouring into others, that's what really helps us grow, and we have that responsibility. And my desire is for us as a church to be a church that continues to launch another campus, another church, that we wouldn't just be, hey, it's all about us, and it continues the cycle. And so I know this is overwhelming. I know there's so much here, but once or twice a year, we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to kind of resurrect the path and bring it to the surface because we're on a journey, and we're in different places. You know, I was at the mall the other, uh, the other week with, with my kids, and... and uh, What's interesting, if you've been to any mall or airport or anything like that, there's maps all over the mall, right, in, in certain areas. It's always the same map, isn't it? It's always the same map of the mall. What's the one thing that's different on each of the maps around the mall? <laughs> you are here, right? Same map, you're in a different place. For yourself, first of all, you're, you're in a different place now than you were six months ago, and I hope that if you take a step and in initiative in this direction, you're going to be in a different place six months from now. But the other thing is the you are here spot is different for each person that's sitting here. And it's not about, you know, we all have to get to the end somewhere. There is not really the destination except that we want to embody these things of Christ in our lives. And I know I have to go back to things that I thought I, you know, growth markers I'd hit. I got to go back and say, man, that's been really lacking or I need to put some new effort and energy into that. And don't get overwhelmed with the 23 different check boxes to say, what's one? What's one that I really think would be a good next step for me? And how can I connect that one and, and, and lean into the church to help me get there? And maybe you read those scriptures on the back. Each of these growth markers has lots of scriptures for you to reference and kind of go, is that really a growth marker? Well, those are the origins where those came from. And, and you can use that as a guide to take the next step. Man, I, if I think of 2013 and I see us as a church collectively saying, we want to take a step forward. Check off one more point in our journey where we can kind of go, God, I, I want to hit that part. I want to live in that way. I want to be that kind of person. I want you to transform me in that way. That's positive. That's exciting. That will rub off on people and it will transform our church and it will transform our community. And so I just want you to maybe take a couple moments here. I know it's kind of dark. You might not be able to see. So if you're not able to see, just process these different paths, but maybe just pick, pick one right now in your head and, and think through What's maybe one point that you can hold on to and say, I want to I take a step in that direction? Or maybe you just narrow it down to one of these four paths and say, I need to take a step along the path of belonging 
or step in the direction of spiritual vitality on the belief path. Maybe I need to step up in leadership on the multiply path in some way. Maybe I need to get involved in a team or volunteer in the community or something. Take a moment. I know you're going to need to take some more time and maybe you just slip this into your Bible and, uh, you know, maybe take some time this afternoon or when you have some time in the morning or an evening during the week and, uh, and process this and look through this. And, and by the way, if you don't have a Bible or one that you feel comfortable reading or that has weird English, you know, old archaic English in it, these are our gift to you. Take one of these, take it home, um, write your name in it, look up these different scriptures, pop this thing in there, you know, this, and, and, and really look into God's word. And see what God's word has to say to you. You know, these little paths, these little dotted lines, don't get hung up on those. Like, I, I don't know, can I go off this path? They're just kind of illustrative, right? They're just kind of trying to say, look, the path will take you in different places, but what's your next step? And, and, and as we end here with the message, um, I just want you to, to bow your heads, and uh, I just want to ask you to respond um, in one of these four main paths. If you would raise your hand when I talk about each of these different paths if you want to take a step in that direction and maybe uh, are you here this morning if uh, this path of belonging you feel like i need to take a step in the direction of deeper community friendship relationship connection to the church and, and to the body of christ if that's you if, if your next growth step is in that area would you raise your hand and and we just uh want to acknowledge that yeah absolutely absolutely i would really encourage you to take some of those steps god's going to work through that he's going to he's going to grow your faith through that your connection Absolutely. If you're uh, thinking about the believe path, realizing just spiritual vitality, maybe taking the step for the first time and say, I really need to begin my relationship with Christ, or I need to be baptized, or I, I want to I just really take God's word more seriously and let it transform me, prayer life, anything along those directions. If that's you, would you raise your, your hand? We can just acknowledge that before God and also be praying about that. Absolutely. Okay. Good. Good. I mean, God's going to honor that. That's going to be a transformation in your life and we think about the become path where it's saying you know i've kind of been inward focused and i want to really uh pour myself out in more ways whether in the community whether in the church i want god to use my gifts in a stronger way uh, if that's you would you raise your your hand in this idea of uh, the become journey yeah absolutely man that's going to have an impact absolutely and you think about that multiply path maybe maybe just for you in your home it begins there and you realize i've not just not taking seriously my responsibility among my family and, and leading them, or, or here within the church to say, I want to I take a stronger step of leadership or maybe starting something new. If that's you in the multiply area, would you uh, raise your hand in that? Okay, absolutely. That's going to have kingdom impact. Absolutely have kingdom impact. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, when I just think about the hands that have been raised and um, knowing that each of us are somewhere on here, because as you said in your word, you have begun a good work in us, God, and we're your creation. Father, it's exciting to think about the changes that can come if we would just take one small step and work towards that and allow you to transform us, not out of some kind of duty or obligation, but God, just out of a desire to love you, to serve you, to have more of you in our lives, to experience the freedom that comes from serving you, the joy that comes from growing in you. What a great opportunity as we're still at the start of this new year. Father, that 2013 would be defined by a shift, a move closer towards you and growth. So, Father, for those uh, hands that were raised in these different areas, Father, if it's somebody connecting more and to the body of Christ, 
Father, grow us closer to one another, that we would be a force, God, a powerful force in each other's lives, a source of encouragement, family, friendship, trust. God, it's, it's a wonderful thing to be a part of the church, God. And on our path to spiritual vitality, God, that more of the fruits of your spirit would be present in our lives, God, that we would embody more of who you are, that people would see that in us, uh, not because we're trying to be something we're not, but God, because you're transforming us. Father, those on the path of becoming right now, that that's a step for them to take. How awesome, God, to, to, to pour out into others bring compassion to a world that needs a restoration, healing, hope, uh, maybe leaning into their gifts here at the church. God, that's a, uh, what amazing step that is. Father, in the multiply desire for people to be those that share their faith, that lead others in a growing relationship with you, beginning at home and here through the church or starting ministries or being in leadership. God, I just pray your wisdom, your strength and impact from that. Lord, help us not get overwhelmed with everything we're not or where we aren't yet, but God, just to take the next step and to thank you for where you've brought us to and to know that you love us 100% the way we are right now. And that you just encourage us and love to, to keep walking forward. We love you, Jesus, and commit ourselves to you in these days and weeks and in this year of 2013. Amen.